SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Five minutes after six. Thanks, Sam Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this evening. David Shapiro of Sassfin here with a spring in, in his step, <laughs> waving his arms around in the air. We're not too sure why. We'll hear in about a minute or so's time. First up, as always. I told Google I'm standing for president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's the first to vote for me. In Sunshine, I've got two votes so far. <laughs> I might vote for you, David. We've got a long way to go, David. A long way. Uh, Google, what's in the business news? Well, looking at the news, Hilton, aviation company Comair expects its headline earnings per share for the first nine months of the year to June 2013 to be more than 20% higher than that of the previous corresponding period. Now, this is largely attributable to improved cost recoveries through new revenue management and operating systems, as well as efficiencies arising from the new aircraft purchase within the first six months of its financial year. And the European Central Bank has held its key rates unchanged as widely expected at its regular monthly policy meeting today. The ECB's governing council voted to keep the bank's key refinancing rate steady at an all-time low of half a percent after cutting rates by a quarter of a percentage point last month. Looking at the markets now, the JCO share index has ended the day off in the red, down by more than 1% today at 40,341 points. The rand's at 990 against the US dollar. 1542 to the pound and 1314 against the euro. Gold trading at $1,407 an ounce, a barrel of Brent crude oil at $104, and the platinum price at $1,525 an ounce. Seven after six, David Shapiro is with us. David market down 1.1%, 40,341. Dig a little bit deeper, 139 stocks uh, up, that's one in three. 228 stocks down, that's uh-huh. one and two, 50% half the market down, and then the rest unchanged. I think what you have to look at is what the gain is made and what the losers lost. You know, that's one thing. I think the gain is, what the gain is made was very shallow compared with uh, what the losers lost. Over the last four days, we've actually lost about 4%. You know, last Friday we hit that all-time high, since then giving back 4%. 5%? Five, well, 4, yeah. yeah 4. Okay, 6. give or take, sure. And if you look on the year, the JSC is now only up about 2%. You know, but there's a, there are wide differences. You know, if you look at the gold and platinum shares, you're down 30. If you look at your NASPASs, British American Tobacco and so on, you're up 30. So you've got uh, two completely different markets. Uh, but but I th- I Hilton, you know, uh, what worries me is we're starting to see a massive sell-off in some of the retailers, some of those popular stocks. I know they've been overpriced, but... Uh, um, we're seeing big reversals in a, in a lot of in Mr. Price, Woolworth, Shoprite, um, and so on. Um, Imperial, even Bidvest, I think, has um, saw quite a few losses today. So there's definitely a, a move out of the market, and uh, um, uh, one wonders whether this is going to last. How long this is going to last? Is this, uh, uh, um, you know, is is it ongoing, or is it just going to be a quick sell off, a correction, and then find some kind of support? And no one can answer that at the moment. Mm, of course, no one can answer that. I'm glad you mentioned Woolies. Uh, mm. I hold Woolies, or used to hold Woolies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've disclosed that on the program uh, numerous times in the past. And on a day like today, when everyone's rushing for the exit, you want to make sure you're first out. <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure you're first out. Let's bring in Chris Gilmore, investment analyst at Absa Investments. Uh, Chris, this this chaos in the retail space, there are no real signs of, of this letting up. 
Yeah, look, I think, Hilton, the, the, the problem here is that with the rand being so weak, I mean, there's no doubt about it, we are going to get a lot of imported inflation coming through. And that is going to feed through to, to higher prices for most things, which in turn leads to lower consumer spending. So I think um, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing this weakness in so many of these things. As David mentioned, we're sitting on PEs that are not very shy. I mean, we're talking Woolies, even after this 4% drop, is on a 23 times PE. You're looking at pick and pay 35, MassMart 40, Mr. Price 21, ShopRite 26, and it goes on. So they're still kind of high. And, you know, it's, um, there are a lot of foreign holes of these things, let's not forget. Mm. And the foreigners don't have an awful uh, lot of uh, attachment to stocks when they think uh, something's going one way and they'll, they'll dump remorselessly. Chris, uh, for an investor sitting on the sidelines and perhaps someone who watched some of these stocks get to even loftier heights, uh, as you mentioned, uh, PEs of, of, of 30 perhaps uh, before pulling back to a, a more realistic level, uh, still expensive. Sitting on the sidelines with some cash, it is very, very difficult to, to be uh, buying these stocks even at these levels. Yeah, well, some of our credit returns, like JD Group, for example, I mean, this is now a small cap stock. We're sitting uh, <laughs> 7 billion rand market cap. It's now on a, a dividend yield of 7.8% and a PE of 6.8. You know, it's, it's not expensive. Same goes for Lewis. Um, and things like Fashini now on a PE of 11, a uh, dividend yield of 5%. So not all of them are, are, are kind of uh, expensive. So I think, you know, there are, there's certainly, there are pockets of value to be had there. And I think we also shouldn't get carried away by the notion that uh, this is going to be a wipeout as far as consumer spending is concerned. Everything happens at the margin. And at the margin, yes, there will be a bit less, less spending. But those companies that are well positioned to take advantage of uh, worse times, things like Mr. Price, for example, will actually still do reasonably well. Chris Gilmore is with Absa Investments. Uh, David, just looking at Fashini, Chris mentioned it there. Yeah, Interesting yeah. to see that Ford Asset Management has now uh, got 5% of that company on behalf of clients. The worry, The worry is that um, you'll be carried away. You know, you'll get this wave, so everything's in the same basket. The tide goes up. tide goes, and that's, that's the issue. You know, when it finally settles, that's when you're going to find uh, uh, the bargains. But the problem is that you don't want to be the person who's trying to, uh, um, you know, put your finger in the dike and stop the dike from bursting, and that why should it be you? And that's, that's what just, – just, you know, broadly what we're going through internationally as well, and I think that's something that you have to get to terms with now, is that investors are having to come to terms with looking at markets on fundamentals again, you mm-hmm. know, dividend yields, earnings yields, as opposed to being uh, driven by low, uh, low interest rate, low interest rate environment. And that's what we're going through globally now. You know, people saying, okay, uh, we're coming to the end of, uh, of easing. How is this going to take place? You know, what is it going to mean for us? And how are we going to look at the market when we actually look at pure economic fundamentals? Uh, as I mentioned, you know, where's the level of interest rates going to settle? What, what are earnings going to be? What are dividends going to be? So that's why it's, it's tumultuous at the moment in global it, markets. It's important to understand mm. the context, the, mm. the perhaps uh, medium to longer term context of where mm. South Africa finds itself. I was at this presentation uh, that Magnus Haystack hosted yesterday at Stanlib just before the program. Since 2000, mm. the U.S. market is up 10%. Mm. Since 2000, global markets are up 3.5%. Mm. Since 2000, South Africa, the JSE, is up 319%. <laughs> yeah, and in dollar terms? Mm. Well, well, adjusted to dollars, you might get a different... Look, we're up. The problem is that's coming to an end. Mm. 
That adjustment's coming. We've had our run, and we're still living. We don't live in the past. A lot of it was driven by uh, China in the super cycle, uh, you know, great returns in re- resource shares and that. I, I, I'm surprised you probably find similar, comp- you know, th- uh, um, similar commodity countries mm. uh, showing uh, those kind of returns. But the issue is that move on. We're into a new period now where probably the U.S. and those markets that are blank will start to dominate. Elsewhere on the market, not much in the, in the way of company news. Comair, out with that trading update, mm. not surprising. Uh, they don't give a, a range. Uh, they don't know how much more than 20%. But if you look at their earnings, in 2011, mm. they earned 16 cents for the full year. I'm rounding these up. Yeah. And last year, they earned 4 cents mm. for the full year. At the half-year stage, already they'd earn 16 cents. Mm. So, of course, earnings are up. They, they will be up. And the problem with Comi is that, like agricultural companies, they, the earnings are so volatile. Mm. When you hear something it's like almost this, boom bust, you need, boom bust, boom that's boom exactly. Bust. So you need a consistent, you know, great result. Everybody will get carried away. And I think they've done an excellent job turning this company around. The problem is they've got to sustain it. And a history doesn't help them. So, you know, we, we stand back and watch with caution. Ten years ago, we hosted the inaugural Kimberley Process Summit. For the second time, South Africa is chair of this important international structure. On behalf of all South Africans, I am proud to welcome back members of the Kimberley Process to a renewal of our collective commitment to an equitably prosperous world, free of conflict diamonds. This message is brought to you by the South African government. Exactly, quarter past six on the market update. Hilton Tarrant with you on this Thursday evening. Well, two weeks ago when we chatted to George Glynos, who's MD and Chief Economist at ETM Analytics, he called the economic situation in South Africa extremely serious. Indeed, since then, markets have been perhaps even more chaotic and volatile. The rand swinging like a yo-yo above and below 10 rand to the dollar. The JSE, as we mentioned earlier, off about 5% since those record levels, just about 42,000 at the end of last week. The Reserve Bank Governor, Joe Marcus, warning on Tuesday night that even the already revised 2.4% growth rate for the year is under threat. George, lots happening and things shaping up for the next few months to be very, very tough indeed. Very tough indeed, Hilton, and uh, <coughs> unfortunately, uh, what, what we're seeing playing out right now in, in terms of the currency has the potential to deal uh, this economy an almighty blow. So, as it stands right now, I, I don't want to sound melodramatic, and I, I don't want to be uh, sensational, mm. or sensationalist, or anything like that, but uh, a, a currency that, that continues to blow, and and by comparison, uh, the RAND really hasn't moved enough this time um, to create massive havoc. Uh, but and, and in comparison to the moves that we've seen in, in 2001, in 1998, in 2001, 2008, in fact, for, for, for this move to be comparable, we'd have to go all the way to sort of 11 Rand 50 or, or so to the dollar. So there's still quite a long way to go before we, we match that sort of blow-off. Um, but there, there certainly has the makings of of that prospect, unfortunately. And, unfor- and, and and when we get into these moods where the bond markets are selling off, where the equities are selling off, where sentiment around the world is not looking particularly good, then unfortunately the vulnerabilities that we build up through the course of time in terms of our, our trade and current account deficits 
play out in a very volatile currency. And that very volatile currency in the past, when it has blown off like this, tends to be followed by a very difficult period in economic growth, and sometimes it's even tilted us into into recession. So it's it's a cautionary warning to to tell people that uh, be careful what you see on the currency right now. If this currency continues to to experience a significant blow off, uh, the headwinds that are going to be faced by households are going to be significant, especially. Uh, as they constrain disposable income through the increase in inflation. Well, we'll hear from Simon Brown in a couple of minutes' time. He's got some thoughts on, on uh, perhaps what households could start looking at without obviously getting into any sort of panic. The one thing where the currency has a, an almost immediate impact or an impact a couple of weeks later is indeed in the petrol price. Uh, we had that slight relief uh, earlier this week, $0.08 cents a litre, which is almost ironic given that at the end of this month, if things stay the way they are, perhaps even get worse, uh, the petrol price could increase by anything from 70, 80, 90 cents, perhaps even a rand a litre. Is that the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back? Uh, it, it certainly contributes, but I think you need, you need a little bit of perspective. We had um, some interesting base factors that took place last year. Uh, and, and so from a year-on-year perspective, the, the ultimate impact on inflation, interestingly enough, is not going to be as significant as as uh, as as the headline number that you're talking about uh, may have dealt in, in any other sort of environment. But it serves, and I think this is the point you're making, it serves to keep inflation well elevated. And when you're talking about uh, that sort of an increase um, of, of 50 cents to a rand a litre, that makes a material impact to the disposable income of households that perhaps aren't fortunate enough to live around the corner from where they work or where the kids go to school, etc. So it really does start to, to take its toll Bear in mind, we haven't even had the implementation of e-tolls yet, mm. um, and we've still got food prices that uh, are, are showing signs of, of rising further as well. So all in all, you've got an, an environment which is absolutely not helped by a currency that weakens uh, significantly, and, and I think Joe Marcus pointed that out this morning. Uh, the, 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 the volatility in the currency is, is a potential concern for, for the Reserve Bank, both from an inflation perspective as well as from a growth perspective. And cool. households would be, would be well to, to just button down the hatches and just to make sure that where they can, they must do as much as possible to, to just uh, uh, keep themselves uh, cautious in their spending habits. George, very quickly, uh, the forward pricing on interest rates, what are the markets telling us? Well, the markets at this point in time are not only pricing in one or two interest rate hikes, uh, those are fully priced in. They're almost fully pricing in a third interest rate hike. So the markets, as as uh, as we were looking at them this morning, are extremely concerned about what's going on uh, both in the currency and what's going on internationally, uh, as well as as all the disruptions that we're having on on the labour front and, and the mining situation, which of course threatens our, our trade account, which again places the rand in a volatile position. So they're pricing in the the prospect that the Reserve Bank may be forced not willingly but forced to to increase interest rates in such a way as to try and prevent an outright rout on the currency. It's happened before. The markets are cautious and, and worried about it potentially happening again. So um, they're known to overreact, but nonetheless there's, there's a, a message there for, 
for households just to be very careful about uh, what they're anticipating in the future. George Glynos, MD and Chief Economist at ETM Analytics. David, uh, very sobering indeed. It is sobering. That, you know, when George spoke about the blow-offs in the RAND, remember when we had those blow-offs, those were extraneous factors that corrected themselves very fast. The internet bubble, 9-11, um, Asian currency, Asian currency etc. Lehman Brothers. Um, it didn't affect us. This time, it's us. You know, this time it has to do with our economic fundamentals, and that's that's far more of a worry. And while we are importing inflation, we're not really exporting anything. You know, while uh, while imports are going up, we're we're battling down on the manufacturing and mining side, and on particularly on the mining uh, export side. So that's the worry. That's where you're getting these distortions as well. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account, and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply. Well, My Money, as always, brought to you by Capitec Bank every Thursday. We've just heard that somewhat sobering synopsis of the economic situation from George Glynos. Not so sensational, just laying out some of the facts, what the market's telling us. We know that consumers and households in South Africa are highly indebted, in many cases struggling to make ends meet. With this in mind and against the prospect of a turbulent few months ahead, I spoke with Simon Brown earlier. I asked him if it might be a good idea for consumers to perhaps not panic, but to get more aggressive and more considerate when it comes to managing their household finances. Uh, evening, Hilton. I, th- I think so. I think it's a, a really good shot. I mean, one should always be uh, cautious with household expenses and, and kind of keep it, uh, a lid on them. But in truth, we, we do let it slide. And then uh, what we're staring at is, is one way or another, a tough year, the second half of this year, is going to be significantly tougher for consumers than the first half of the year or even 2012 if we go back further in time. I think there's a, a lot that can be said to, to start taking cognizance, to looking around, to saying, okay, if things are going to start getting uh, markedly tougher, what can we do? What are the, the, the things that we can start looking at and, and, and managing better so that when the tough times do come, doesn't hurt quite as much. I think uh, in many respects and, and for many consumers, perhaps those tough times are already here given uh, given the high levels of, of debt uh, amongst consumers. What what tips, what are the, the kind of top things that uh, uh, consumers should do out there when they look at their household finances? Obviously debt uh, and paying down that debt or, or restructuring that debt, getting it to a manageable level would be top of the list. It absolutely would. And, and start with your expensive debt that's typically an overdraft. It, it's a credit card, your, your short-term debt, your, your home loan, and even your vehicle finance are of your longer term and typically fairly cheaper. So uh, get aggressive on, 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 on that shorter term or expensive debt and aggressive from two levels. One, paying it off for two, not spending more on it. Leave your credit card at home when you go out. But there's other things that we can do, get smart around as well. I mean, revisit all your insurance policies. You know, perhaps shop around. Be careful that you don't necessarily uh, get less than what you were getting beforehand, but see if you can't get better deals from other folks uh, perhaps speak to an insurance broker and say, you know, this is my household or car insurance that I currently have. What else is out there? And you know, if, if you can save uh, small amounts here and there, 100 bucks there and 100 bucks here, it can start to add up. And insurance is one I always go to as my, my first port of call, particularly because we don't typically do much with it. We take it out, we leave it, we pay it every month. And I think we can go and, and revisit it from time to time. Even something as simple as bank fees, uh, it is this time of year where, where all the banks are, are raising prices and adding value and however else they, they, they do change the offers that uh, 
that, that we use, but even a, something as simple as that, revisiting your bank fees, looking for better value, understanding how you're spending this money every month uh, and, and perhaps spending it wiser or not spending it at all. Absolutely. And bank fees are not always changing banks, although that's certainly something that is definitely worth looking at. A lot of the banks are trying to make it easier and easier for you to switch. Um, but even things such as, for example, well, if you have an overdraft and you're not using it, you might be paying for that overdraft. And it, it might be a small amount per month, but it starts to add up. Uh, again, ATM withdrawals. We all know how expensive it is to withdraw from an ATM which isn't your own bank, but even withdrawing cash at your own bank has got costs associated. Now, if you're drawing, for example, maybe 100 rand a day, maybe it's better off to go and draw 500 on Monday and take one ATM transaction and, and just look at all of those different expenses that come through. Typically, they're going to be small ones here and there. It might only be 10 or 20 rand here and another 50-odd rand there. But if we start getting really, really smart about it and we start picking up those little bits all over the place, quite quickly add up to a couple of hundred. And if you start looking in other places, you mentioned banks, I mean, cell phones, what are you paying for your cell phone? Is it possible that you could get a, a same but better deal? Do you use as much as your three minutes as you thought you would? Could you downgrade a contract perhaps or move to a different operator? And start to add up, and at no time at all, and I typically find when I sit with folks and, and help them with, a, with a, a, a monthly expenses, getting a couple of hundred rand, even perhaps a thousand rand a month out of their spending, not so hard at all. Simon Brown of Just On Lap, some very, very clever advice indeed. Just pull out those expenses and get into them. Sit with your calculators, sit with your highlighters, and uh, figure out exactly what you're spending and exactly where you're spending it. Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitecbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitec Bank. Simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. Well, FNB today launching a direct insurance business. Uh, Keith Boyle, Head of Marketing at FNB Insurance, joins us. Now, Keith, why insurance? Uh, you're supposed to be a bank. Um, well, with the power that we have with our brand right now and um, the loyalty program with eBucks, we just saw the opportunity out there to uh, move into the direct insurance space. I mean, we understand the market could be a bit saturated at the market, uh, but we believe that we can really add value there. You point to that, that, that level of saturation in the market, and I guess if, if anyone drives along the highways, they'll see all the billboard advertising, all the radio advertising, they'll hear in their cars uh, all these uh, short-term insurer and, and direct insurance brands uh, fighting for attention and fighting for market share. Are you not perhaps concerned that you will be selected against and, and perhaps attract the wrong kind of customers? Look, I think with insurance, the risk is always there, um, but our policies that we put out there is actually only for SMB customers. We're not going open to the whole market. Uh, the product we developed and designed is purely and exclusively for SMB customers. Um, by understanding our customers' banking behavior, we actually can understand the insurance behavior and we believe a little bit better than anyone else out there. In terms of the current base of, of gold and platinum customers that FNB has, uh, what portion of, of, of customers uh, do you have a really good handle on and, and perhaps a better handle on, on how they would already qualify for some of the rewards that you put in place? Look, I mean, we've done a lot of work on the analytics side. Uh, we expect that uh, we can actually get a better offer to uh, a huge portion of our base. I mean, in terms of numbers, I'm not exactly sure, but um, 
from the data we have right now, I, I mean, we, we are in a very strong position where we are, and we believe most of our customers can actually get a better offer from us. The rewards, uh, what would the incentive be to, to switch to FNB insurance from another provider? Well, the rewards that we offer, they actually have a monthly no-claim bonus of 5%. So if you don't claim in a month, you get 5% back in e-bucks the next month. And then if you continue not to claim, you don't miss any payments, and you currently earn other rewards from fuel and airtime, um, that's an additional 10% after 12 consecutive months. So 15% in total um, in 12 consecutive months. So it's, a really, it's really valuable for the client. Are you expecting some of the competitors out there to, to perhaps try and play a little bit of catch-up in, in terms of how their rewards are structured? We definitely do. We definitely think this is actually going to shake the market a bit. I mean, um, again, on the point of saturation in the market, when you design the product, we realized that if we went out with an average offer, it just would not work. So that's why we've been very aggressive on a rewards model and really giving as much back to the customer as possible. Keith Boyle is Head of Marketing at FNB Insurance. Well, it was a day where the JSE ended down just over 1%, 40,341. David, very quickly, we forgot uh, to talk about this. Pinnacle buying 30% of Datacentrics. That's pretty interesting. That is an interesting, because Datacentrics used to be the Pinnacle. It mm. just shows you how things have stopped. In fact, ELH Pinnacle still top, top performers this year. Well, this has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts of the program online at moneyweb.co.za or in your mailbox. You can subscribe to the transcripts. It'll get sent to your mailbox every morning. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.